One of the problems that women have, of course, is the monthly period that they have to struggle with, which often either becomes an excuse for them or a trouble not knowing what to do with it. Counselors face this in their counseling sessions. Sometimes uh, a woman will come into a counseling session and it seems like everything's all wrong. And just simply asking the question, uh, are you having your period, clears up the whole question. Uh, yes, she'll say, and that's probably why I'm so down today. Well, does a period really necessarily bring this kind of a swing of mood and behavior? This is a serious question that needs to be answered. For example, one woman once wrote in and said once, every month I turn into a tiger. What can I do to overcome this problem? I'm going to try to talk to you a little bit about this uh, this week and at our next, uh, this broadcast and on our next broadcast. Uh, for example, uh, here is the thing that I want to say to you today, uh, just to give you kind of an overview of the whole business, uh, that you do not have to turn into a monthly tiger. You do not have to become a, a grieving, moody, miserable person once a month. And then tomorrow, I'm going to give you about 10 suggestions for meeting the problem. So uh, each time on this broadcast and the next, I want you to be here and not miss. All right. Do you have to become a tiger around the house once a month? The answer is that only in rare cases does menstruation directly cause such radical behavior change that one could said to be said to be relieved of her responsibility for her attitude. Now, if you think that your case is one of these exceptions, after you've heard what I have to say, then you ought to go to your physician. He can be of help to you. He can be of, of significant help. But in most instances, the monthly discomfort can do no more to you than to present you with an occasion for sin. Now there's a tremendous difference between a cause and an occasion. If you think about a, a cause of something or other, uh, it's going to happen. There's no way of getting around it. If the cause is there, then, then the result is going to take place. In other words, uh, here is a stone in front of you. Now, if the stone is in front of you and provides an occasion for you to fall, you may fall over it. But you can walk around it if your eyes are open. It's there, and it's a problem, and it has to be faced, and you're either going to fall over it or not, but you don't have to. There's a choice. There's a decision. On the other hand, a cause is something like this, where somebody comes along and pushes you on your face. Now, you didn't have any choice in that. You weren't, uh, weren't able to anticipate it, and here you are standing looking at the stone, and somebody gives you a heavy shove, and over you go. Now, I'm trying to say that in most instances, perhaps in every instance, but certainly at least in most instances, uh, this whole question of the period, the monthly period, is like the first of these examples. It's like a stumbling block in the way that you don't have to stumble over. So in most cases, it presents you with an occasion for sin. It may become a stumbling block in your pathway, but you're responsible if you stumble. That's the point. There's always a way to walk around a stumbling block and God holds you accountable for doing so. 
You can't allow menstruation to become an excuse for becoming hostile, bitter, nasty, depressed, and so on. The Bible's clear that the fatigue, the weakness, or the pain that may be experienced is no excuse for failing to exercise the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control, or for allowing yourself to get behind in your chores, which may lead to depression at that period, or for sulking in self-pity, or for engaging in spiteful behavior or temper tantrums. Now, it may be harder, and indeed probably will be harder, for you to control your attitudes and your behavior and your moods during the period, as it is, for instance, during the physical discomfort of a headache or during a severe cold or even when you have a painful injury. But you see, God holds you responsible to do so. You need not, indeed you must not, let down the bars just because it's very discomforting to have this period once a month. If over the years you've developed sinful patterns of living, losing control, however, it may seem impossible to change. It may seem automatic. And these patterns are going to have to be changed, and that's going to be hard. But listen, God's grace is sufficient to enable you to overcome all the problems and the patterns. If you are a Christian, if you're not, of course, you need to come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Christ said to the Apostle Paul, and he says it to you, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul echoed the truth of these words when he said that he found that in any situation in life he could do all things, that is, everything that Christ required him to do, through Christ who strengthens me. Christ will strengthen you at this time if you really want him to do so and believe that he can do so. So it's not necessary to allow sinful impulses regularly to have free reign 13 times a year. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control, Galatians 5.23, for which, as a Christian woman, you must pray and properly structure your life. Truly, you can avoid bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and abusive speech during this period. No exceptions, either for sickness, suffering, or for menstrual discomfort, are made in that verse. Ephesians 4.31, the one I just quoted, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. In the same way that Christ endured suffering, Peter says that a wife must remain submissive and maintain a gentle and quiet spirit, 1 Peter 3, 1 and 4. And the words, in the same way, in 1 Peter 2, 20 to 23, refer back to Christ's behavior mentioned in those verses. If wives are expected to do so, to remain cool and calm and peaceful and quiet and and to be the right kinds of wives with a gentle and quiet spirit and be submissive even in the face of persecution. Surely if they're expected to do so during persecution, they must be expected to do so during periods of lesser, real but lesser discomforts like having a period once a month. So you see there's responsibility just as there is hope in this expectation. Now you may say my case is so different, my case is so uh, dramatic, my case is so terrible. If it is, then see your physician. But you know, I suspect you may have been kidding yourself all the time about it. Maybe you've never just known what to do about it. Maybe you've been told that this is the way it is and nothing can be done about it. Maybe this is the first time you've ever faced the fact that as a Christian you're responsible to try to do something about it. 
that God allows for no excuses when it comes to being the wrong kind of person with the wrong attitudes. Think about a woman who is in pain on her bed in excruciating agony for years, lying on her back, an old saint of God, and yet when you come to visit her in that hospital room, she brings cheer to you. Can't you, with the little bit of discomfort that you have, learn how to bring cheer to others and learn how to control your own emotions and your own attitudes during that period of time? You're a man, you say. You don't know anything about it. Well, I do know what the Bible says about our attitudes, and I've talked to a lot of women about this question, and they tell me that it is possible. So why don't you talk to God about this matter right now? And why don't you seek to find the difference in your life? Lord, bless women who are struggling with this question, that they may do God's will in it for Christ's sake. Amen.